road feeling bad Going down the road feeling bad Don't want to be treating this away Going where the water tastes like wine Going where the water tastes like wine Going where the water tastes like wine suits my clothes Going where the climate suits my clothes Going where the climate suits my clothes Oh, 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 oh. Don't want to be treating this away Slap rattle, I thought. I thought so. Hey, smoothest transition in podcast history. <laughs> you like that? We're over in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to everybody. It's live from Pine Grove. We are live from the Dutch Hall, coming to you straight out of a garden shed in the back of some guy's yard in the middle of nowhere. Led by the greatest band in podcast history, the Nocturnal Emissions. Comprised of the savior of the Nocturnal Emissions, back to carry the weight today, Steve the Reluctant German on guitar and vocals. We also have on the egg shaker Cahoon, my brother, band leader. Is there anything this guy won't do? Bus driver. <laughs> band leader, eh? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah, you're the band leader today, Paul. Hello. Another B under your belt. It's Paul Van Dyke is here. Yeah. And plucking that sweet, sweet bass, making the balls of the Nocturnal Emissions known. Every week he's here. It's Whiskey Wes Haggins on bass. Wessie. All right. And a studio audience is, uh, is here today, comprised of one of our longtime uh, 
bartender fill-ins. He's done a great job filling in for my brother Paul when he's got to be playing musical instruments sitting in Michael's chair. <laughs> Jamie Barham is here. Barney. Glad to be here, guys. And we also have an expat here, a guy that's one of our local boys that went and traveled the world and got a weird accent and everything coming back. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> We have, we have Richie Suderman is here. Let's hear it for right. everybody. And recording this for posterity is the beautiful, lovely, and talented Dr. Jane Van Dyke. <laughs> Too bad you can't film yourself, baby, because you're so sexy. <laughs> and I am your host. Two-time. Uh, Two-time <laughs> President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. All right. All right, let's get this show on the road. Sorry, Stephen, your fingers were getting tired. Yes. I forgot you guys were playing instruments. It just seems like I, <laughs> you get to just like enjoy yourself, you know, listening to it all. And you're like, oh, people are actually doing this with their fingers and <laughs> bodies and stuff. You should make him play the, uh, the whole show. The whole show on Facebook. Or Steve should play the whole show. Yeah, I think he'd probably appreciate it. it. He does tweak away a lot of times. You'll hear him underneath kind of doing a bad just by him plucking away because he's got uh, attention deficit disorder. <laughs> Is that what you have? No. Yes. No, you don't have that? Nope. What do you have, Steve? You're somewhere on the spectrum. I know you are. <laughs> Probably. Yes, but you never were identified as such. There's a disorder. No. <laughs> There's something there. Hey, Paul, yes. do you mind this time? Because the, the biggest uh, uh, criticism or feedback, if you will, that we get from our listeners is, uh, thank you, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear Wes save you? Yeah. He totally the new savior of the Nocturnal Wishes, Whiskey Wes Hagens. <laughs> Come on. Nice work, Wes. He hit it. <laughs> but, uh, so what was I saying? Uh, I said that uh, Paul, oh, yeah. the biggest feedback we get from people, there we go, is that the Facebook Live is not long enough. You cut us off over, after seven minutes, you cut us off. So I would like you to address these people with that criticism. What do you have to say to those people that are listening on Facebook that this is the last they can they can listen to us? They're going to see us. They're going to have to actually go to the show, yeah, download it on iTunes or whatever. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Look us up. Live from the Dutch Hall. And go. Fuck her eight in the pussy. No. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Right. I didn't want to guide you too much in your artistic creativity on that yeah. one. I was going with like uh, maybe go fuck yourself or like you know right in her pussy, Pete. But you went right in her pussy. Yeah, you went the classic. It was another former episode. You don't want to bring that back. The catchphrase of the show. So I'm happy to see it. Oh, is that wasn't it? I thought they signed off with Facebook Live. Anyways, but uh, you gotta end on the punchline. Fuck her right in the pussy. Click. That's how you do it. That's why it's live. Anyways, uh, so. We ended up, uh, we had our uh, Christmas episode anniversary show last week, Woo. and uh, we didn't have our bartender here, and it was a little bit, it was like it wasn't a complete group, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, it was a little, something was missing. It wasn't Certainly. a good anniversary show without you, Paul. Well, it was a Monday. But it was the anniversary. <laughs> it was a Monday. Yeah, well, we got to put them in the bank. I had shit to do Mondays. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. We're here today, except for there's no rest of the band, like Charters yeah, but, yeah. and Mike. This is every Thursday. Yeah, Charters put his uh, put his family ahead of us again. Fucker. No, you were at a Christmas concert too, weren't you? No. Well, I thought you came for <laughs> not today. Christmas. We Was did it yesterday, yesterday yeah, or the day before. Tuesday. Tuesday. You were at it too, right? Yeah. 
there's yeah. no excuse. Yeah. We were, uh, me and C were at the same Christmas concert. We were standing in the back, you know, against the rail. They got us a chair, though. It was actually the best seats in the house. It's great. Yeah, we actually got like, really good seats at that Christmas concert. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to brag, but we were pretty much in the VIP. Yeah, we were front and center. Like that was like, you couldn't ask for better seats at a Christmas concert, really. <laughs> nope. Because we were raised, everybody else was down the looking over some old lady's head and stuff S- like that. Still couldn't hear anything they said. Don't know why. Hey, I'll tell you, my daughter. I'm not mean. I don't mean to brag, but I'm going to. I could hear her. She knows how to project on stage. She knows how to project her voice. It's 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 classic theater training. Mm-hmm. She's got it. We paid for it. We sent her to those classes, and she like, did all this stuff, and we didn't understand what we were paying for. And then you see what the result is. is right there. She's projected like nobody's business. Had a lot of compliments afterwards about how her projection was. It's great. Right? It was great. Well, there was one kid. One kid was on the microphone. <laughs> But you never use the microphone. You can hear them. That's right. She she didn't even have a microphone. You can hear her. <laughs> no. Well, I liked how they put one kid in a box, and then you couldn't hear anything he yeah, said because yeah. he was in a box. That was a great idea. And the best part is I have no idea who that kid was. I still don't so know who that kid is. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to piece it together. I'm like, there's one kid that just wore a box on his head, <laughs> spoken audibly. Hear. You know, you couldn't hear it even in the slightest. You could even hear mumble. It was just silence, and then everyone's looking at the kid with the box on his head, like he's supposed to be saying something. Yeah, yeah, I know. And these Christmas concerts, oh, they put Man. a lot of work into them, though, and you got to really give the kids. <laughs> they don't. They mail it in, man. Every year, you can see the teachers that mail it in. The ones that don't, too. You can see That's the right. ones that take it seriously and they teach the kids stuff. And there's the other ones that are just like, you know, they threw it together in two classes, and they're like, "What the hell are we doing?" Yeah, yeah. Not I, to mention. I like that we got two full versions of the 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah. Because that's so much fun. I tapped out of the second one. I just said that got said. I, I just bailed. Did you Did you leave too? Cause I, no, I had to stay. I had to pick up my kids. No, I was. I picked up my kids too. I didn't leave the whole venue. I you waited came, to pick my kids up. You came in separate cars. Jane came later. No, no. I took one of my kids home. The one I like better. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't like my kids better. <laughs> They're both terrible. <laughs> no. just, I am just kidding. Um, so, in case they listen to this someday, they're going to listen to this someday, and it's going to be like, what? <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, my dad. What? They probably wouldn't even listen to this part, though. No. They'd have already be like tying a noose. <laughs> Once the music stops, they're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so I was trying to say we went to we had the show and we had a lot of big we had a lot of like people call in and uh, give us props for three years and all that stuff. And we got to talk a little bit to Big Up Bob from uh, St. Martin, but we never really got into the St. Martin trip. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about it. The one thing in particular about the St. Martin trip that we did this time that I've never done in St. Martin before was we ventured onto the nude beach at Orient Beach, right? Is it too loud? And uh, the nude beach is a thing that uh, we've been to nude beaches before that are like there's a scattering of nude people. And you kind of like can't like you don't really have to look. And there's like still clothed people. This was like a hardcore like one side of the beach is not nude, and the other side of the beach is f- hardcore nude, like hard <laughs> hardcore nude. No cameras, like past this point kind of thing. Like it's like uh, we're letting your freak flag fly past this point kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, what I noticed was, you know, Saint Martin is a very multicultural island. It's got, uh, you know, people from all over the world. They're half Dutch, half French and all this stuff. But uh, and there's and there's people from all over, literally all over the world there. 
But on the beach, there is only on the nude nude beach, the real hardcore nude beach. There's only one kind of person, and that is the Caucasian person. Oh. There is only white people on the nude beach, and you think that that shouldn't be the case, right? You would think that the uh, Africans, if they had their uh, reputation served them correctly, they had long slinging dongs, right? That they'd be out there on the nude beach showing that thing off, right? Sure. But what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is that they don't, that they probably don't want to like spool, uh, spoil, spoil, or even spool it. <laughs> they don't want to. They don't want to spoil the illusion. And the in the head of all the people on the beach, they would be like uh, thinking this black guy's got a big dick, right? And if he keeps his shorts on, they'll keep thinking that, right? Yeah. But if he takes his shorts off and catches a cool breeze, or, or uh, <laughs> it's all over, right? It's all over. All the whole mystery is gone. Like he's lost all the reputation that his people have had because there's times his dick doesn't look as good as others, you know. That's right. And you know what else there wasn't at this nude beach? There wasn't young people. <laughs> it was only old white people. <laughs> and and I'm like, why isn't there no young white people? You want to know why? Because when you're young. Your dick is really uh, cooperative, you know? It's really like uh, it gets big, it gets small. It gets big, it gets small. Whatever you want it to do, your dick will do it. That's like a muscle, right? Like any <laughs> one of your muscles, right? That's right. So you go to the beach, you're outside, you're like uh, totally naked, and the dick's like, I got to stay warm, right? Like it's uh, even if on a hot day, you know, your dick's still thinking like, we shouldn't be exposed like this. It's, <laughs> that's right. When it's cooperative, when you're young, Steve, yep. it'll get small for you, and that's not... Good on a nude beach. No. I've been on a nude beach when I was young where I decided in Canary Islands when we went to, I was going to school in England and we had like a reading week. So we decided to go to Canary Islands for a week. And there was a nude beach there. And I said, well, you know, when in Rome, you know, let's go. Great flag fly. I let it go. <laughs> Took off my shorts. Man. Frolicked in the ocean for a bit. <laughs> I was pissed drunk. I got to tell you that too. <laughs> they sold beer and vending machines on the on the beach. Awesome. Like in the vending machine. <laughs> it's a, a great idea. It's a great idea. It's a great idea, isn't it? To get a beer out of a vending machine. Mm. Well, I used that idea. And then I got naked on a beach, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then people took pictures of me. And then uh, they posted it in my house in England of me on the beach holding a beer up. I got out of a vending machine with the smallest dick I've ever seen. It looked like a forest coming out of the... the or like a mushroom coming out of the forest, you know? It was just like a little... The mushroom in a, in a, in a shrub of pubic hair. Because in those days, you know, in those days, like in 95, I was in, there was no manscaping, you know? That's full. Like, that was virgin pubes, like, grown since the day I was born. Right? right. There's no seeing my dick at all. And I had to sit there with the humiliation of that my whole life. But when you get to be, like, in your 40s, 50s, you know, your dick is not cooperative. <laughs> your right. dick is not going to get big or small on your command ever again. Like, it doesn't care about you at all, right? Because your dick is uncooperative. It's a muscle that doesn't flex. It's like if you had a bicep, but you're like a 60-year-old man flexing your bicep, it's saggy, right? You can flex it all you want. You're like, well, there's still muscle under there. Yeah, but it's full of saggy shit. It's not making it go up as high as it used to because you're old and flabby and, and more useless than you were. And your dick's the same way, right? But what it does is it flops right out of your body it's weighty, you know. Everybody gives a credit to the balls, saying the balls, because of years of gravity, you get pulled, right? Mm -hmm. 
Well, no one gives the credit to the dick. The dick gets pulled as well, right? It gets pulled as well. And it doesn't it doesn't cooperate. So you're sitting there with this flobbity like old dick. It's not good for nothing. But on a on a nude beach It's good for something. It's cool. Looks great. Shave the pubes right off, which these guys all did. They all shaved them completely off except for one <laughs> one guy. Good for him, I say. There's one guy that looks like Santa Claus. This is dick out. Mark's brother. Another guy and his wife, they were both naked on the beach. They were like um uh, brownest people I've ever seen before, like an old leather bag, you know. <laughs> nice. Like they must have lived. Like they were the tannest people I've ever seen, and piercings all over their genitals that were the talk of the non-nude beach. <laughs> like when the people came back to the non-nude beach and they were like, "Did you go over to the nude beach?" And we're like, "Yeah." Did you see the guy, the brown guy with the pierced dick or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, I saw that guy. And his wife, gray hair, <laughs> pierced dick, brown skin, like. Real spectacle. You don't miss it, you know, on the beach. He's not supposed to be brown. He's supposed to be white. But somehow he became, like, really brown. You know what I mean? It's a lot of naked. Yeah, a lot of naked. And his wife, too. Same thing. Fake tits and everything. But old, like, <laughs> still like an old, like, bag, you know? Gross. There's nothing I liked on there at all. And a lot of people were, like... uh you know, just reading on a chair, but they wouldn't just read like on a chair like a normal person would read on a chair. You know, like a normal, pers- normal person on a the beach, they sit on a chair, and they're just like reading their book with their back on the chair, their feet out, right? right? They're just sitting there lounging on a lounge chair. But not these guys, not the guys on the nude beach. <laughs> no, what are they They're doing? on their side, <laughs> reading their book on their side because it's more comfortable, maybe. Hmm. And because they like to have their balls hang out the back when you're walking <laughs> past them. <laughs> So you just have these have their balls. Tell me you didn't see that, Jane. Tell me you didn't see that. You saw it too. She's so. already rubbing her head. You know, you know, you don't want a person to bend over to get his towel. You know, it's gross. Everything that they do is gross. They're just lying on that chair. And what's the reaction to uh, a camera on that beach? Oh, they don't like them at all. There's no cameras. You can't get you can't get near them with a the camera. But there's people that tried sneaking it at the beginning. You could tell they're like trying to. They're those guys that got squashed because they're pretty militant about the cameras, don't sure. they? But anyways, but not, you could have a camera on the non-nude beach. And yeah, and I think you'd be topless there too. Telephoto over. You just can't show your dick. <laughs> on the top, uh, you can be topless though. I think on the non-nude beach, you just can't be uh, naked. You can get a drone. Yeah, topless. Topless is cool. Most of the <laughs> like uh, European people they just go topless. What about in Australia? They go topless down there by the pool. Yeah. Yeah, they don't care, right, girls? No. no. It's not a big deal. No. Same with the Brits. I went to when I went to Canary Islands, so those girls were like uh there was a bunch of girls from England that came down with us and uh they were always topless by the pool and by the beach and I was and they were cool with it. They just didn't care at all. And hot chicks too, pretty good looking girls. And normally you just see gross people. I don't know why it is. It's like they're just like, yeah, like they really wanted to show it off, like at that point in time. Show off their grossness. I went to a nudist colony one time, just out of curiosity, because I kept seeing the sign. So I'm like, I'm going to walk in and see it, take a tour of the nudist colony. <laughs> and I did. They, show, they were happy to show me the tour. It was fucking horrifying. <laughs> I hated every minute of it. Awful. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking my clothes off either. I didn't take my clothes off either. I'm taking the tour clothes, I said. And I, I, how, how do you sit down for dinner? They put a little towel down or whatever, eh? I'm like, I don't care. Your balls are just going to leak out the side. They're just like <laughs> something's going to touch You're gonna lose your people. dick and ass, like your ass. It's more about your ass than your balls, right? 
That's where you poop. That's why you wear <laughs> underpants. We're not apes. Right? It's just gross. I don't like it. It's not about the naked form I don't like. It's just the hygiene of it all. Like, you know, that's why we wear trunks to cover up where we poo. <laughs> it makes sense. If you have to carry around a towel just to sit down, isn't it? You might as well just put underwear on. Put right? underwear on. That's Check. way easier. And when I got to pee or poo, I take them off. That's th- doesn't make sense, Jamie. It does. It's complete sense. I don't understand these nudists. Eh? It's like, oh no, I'm naked all the time. <laughs> he just made everything gross for everybody. <laughs> I'm okay with your naked dick. It's the same as it. They pretty much all look the same. To be quite honest with you, there wasn't a lot of variation between the dicks. Did Did you think the same thing, Jane? Can you want? Did you want us? Did you think the same thing about the dicks? No. They did. There was nothing that really stood out. Yeah. Okay. She didn't want to talk about it on air. But everyone saw her say. Yes. Yes. She, she Bunch liked. of average white dicks. That's all it was. <laughs> and if they if they didn't shave them, I bet you they would have looked even like more below, uh, below average. average. Yeah, they weren't nothing to really sh- write home about. But they were old dicks. You could tell they're all they're all like the best they've ever had <laughs> in their whole life. That's my point. Is like these guys are showing their dicks off. My theory is white people get to the point where their dicks look the best they've ever had. And they're just like, fuck, you know, like, I'm going to show this dick off. I'm show this big dick. While I, can, while I still have some sex drive left. You know, like, they're not old enough where they don't care at all. Yep. And if you manage to see those really old guys, like an old 80-year-old German, like your people, Steve, they've just been sitting there letting the, letting the weight of the world's gravity pull <laughs> that dick for that long, then you're seeing a real proud man showing that dick off. And then that is a sight to behold, right? But the balls are unsightly, I'll tell you that. <laughs> there's nothing to be there's nothing to do to trim those pretty those things up. You're not gonna pretty those balls up. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about that. Too bad they couldn't just make the shorts for just your balls, right? You can still <laughs> let your dick uh, dick hang out. Like ball undies? Yeah, ball undies. <laughs> just so your dick will just hang out the end of it. And then you can't People just won't know. Oh, his balls are probably beautiful. It's like a chin strap. Yeah. Just like a chin strap. Yeah. <laughs> that might be good. Branded Dutch Hall. It's just like a big sling. It's like a nut sling. <laughs> like, I, we can figure it out, right? It's just like a hole in your underpants. That's marketable. Yeah. Let your dick hang out. <laughs> That'll yeah. be the name of it. What? That's a good name. Let your dick hang out. It's too long. Well, it's catchy. I think no, that's the name I was pitching. It's too long. <laughs> My dick. <laughs> Anyways, hey, uh, you know, uh, we should probably get into a segment we call feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Okay. <laughs> feedback. Oh, boo. Motherfucking feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is every week is brought to you by our good friends from Amazon. If you go to the Live from the Dutch Hall webpage and you do some of your Boxing Day shopping or whatever, there's still Boxing Day sales after Christmas. Like this is the big Christmas part of the de- the downturn of Christmas, right? That's right. When it's done and you have to pay all your bills and stuff. That's right. So if you, but if you're sitting there, you want, you're saying, hey, I got a little bit of money left. I want to spend some money. Hunt some Boxing Day deals. You can go to the Life from the Tall web page, click, click on the Amazon banners, and you can do your shopping, and some of that money's going to come back and help the show. Ching. 
Also, we just had some uh, steaks for my in-laws' anniversary. It was delicious. We bought a box of them from VG Meats, but we used the coupon from the Live from Dutch Hall website. Brought in there, got a good deal on some freezer meats, thawed them, thawed them out, cooked them. They were delicious. They were nice. absolutely cooked perfect. Get your barbecue up high, three minutes aside, rest them for five minutes. Glorious. You're not going to fuck that up. Oh. Use it like a clock. Lid down cooking, my friend. Every time I play, everybody at the table is happy with how their steaks were cooked because they were delicious. And if anyone asks for them cooked a different way, I tell them to go fuck themselves because <laughs> I spent a lot of money on those steaks. I'm not going to burn them for you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> right? You can Stop sit in the, the blood gr- up with your bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want you to taste what a cow tastes like, not just like any, any other burnt piece of meat. So. I won't do it. Anyways, the other thing is, uh, you know, Yarmie Electric. I think we, I think the Christmas season is important to remember the people at Yarmie Electric because they're busy for heaven's sakes. They need a break. Right? You know, you know. So Yarmie Electric. I just want you to know, if they don't get it right the first time, they'll get it right the second time for you. And if they don't get it right the second time, you can go fuck yourself. Leave them alone. <laughs> it's Christmas time for heaven's sakes. He doesn't need the business. <laughs> Jeremy Electric. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's my favorite ad. And that's the best ad. <laughs> and Van Dyke Party Services. Uh, we actually lived last week's. We could have used Van Dyke Party Services at that uh, at the, the Christmas concert. Oh, we did that last week, right? But uh, New Year's is coming up. So if you got a New Year's party coming up, Seriously, there's still time to book Van Dyke Party Services because if you try to just book your neighborhood, you don't want to drive home, so you just book a bunch of your neighbors, get to the, for a, a New Year's party. Well, it's going to suck most of the time. Most of the time. You're only doing it because it's One convenient, time. not because you like those people. It's just a matter of convenience that you live that close to them. But if you invite between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins and pay them $100 of cold art cash, plus all of our expenses, which will be dear... <laughs> you're gonna have the time of your life at that party, and all. And uh, if you're not 100% satisfied, we'll return your hundred dollars of cold hard cash. But those expenses run through your body and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Regret. Okay, Scooby. Brought to you by Clean Flow. Clean Flow is the best, and I promised you guys some of that honey goo. And then you left without it. <laughs> That's right. That yeah. was your plan. That was my plan, but it's in my garage. I got to get it to you on the way out. Perfect. It's a good Christmas present. Honey goo and uh, some of those bear, bear claw gloves. Oh, yeah. They've come in handy a lot for me, those gloves. Anytime you want to put a finger somewhere it shouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> those gloves are great. <laughs> I got his tail. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> um, that's it for feedback, but uh, for the commercials. But we should probably talk to our listeners. We had uh, we had Dave Charters. He promised to get the list of all the songs we sang uh, in the last year, 2016. Yes. And when you put a list of 53 songs together, uh, was it a leap year or something? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, but there was 53 songs. It's pretty impressive to know that I, that uh, the band has gone through that in a year, like to be able to like piece together even just the beginning parts of all those, and they weren't all winners. No, they, they uh, certainly weren't. Yeah, when you had to li- like, he did some of it with us where we listened through them, and some of them were like ouchy, you know. Some of them were good. 
But like you really do. So he's look, Charge is looking for feedback to stroke his ego to, to uh, t- tell him what your favorites are. But uh, we did get some. Uh, we got some feedback on Facebook at the live from the Dutch Hall website, and it was from uh, with regard to the list. It was from Ella. Oh, sorry. Where is it? Monja Ella Jones. Ella Jones, former listener of the week, I believe. She looked at the list. She read through the list, and she gave us this feedback. She says, winners, all of them. <laughs> wow. She liked every single one. <laughs> awesome. That's not too bad. That's great. And you know, Jordan Minter, also I think he was a former listener of the week. He says, easily the best house band I've ever heard on a podcast or even TV. Wow. A talented bunch. Wow. That's really nice. And then he said, he went on to say. oh <laughs> <laughs> no, and the, and the host ain't too shabby. Aww. I'm gonna put like on that one. <laughs> I like, <laughs> like yeah. I, I liked it when it was just for you guys. It was uh, giving you the shine, you know, that Thanks. you deserve. You deserve the shine. It was too much of an add-on at the end there. Yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, Pete. Yeah, oh, yeah. You too. <laughs> By the way, uh, you're you're okay too. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> people like music better better than just people rambling. And. uh you know what? A few weeks ago, we did a show called uh, "We did a Show Called uh, Bitchin' About Millennials." <laughs> That's right. Do you remember that? I do. Well, Jay Kipps, you know Jay Kipps. Sure do. Jay Kipps of Jay Kipps and the Over Under Band. Jay Kipps of uh, uh, well, what's he in uh, Mono Loco? Mono Loco. He also uh, Jay Kipps. Uh, He's got know. a new project on the go right now, but I don't know the name of it. Something uh, Jay Kipps. Something. Yeah, but he's doing something anyways. And he, he bugs me that I should be uh, cross-promoting. But anyways, he sent me one of the longest pieces of feedback I've ever uh, read. Crazy. But he says, the shows keep getting better and better. I look forward to the Stephen Hawking version of Pete, but dumber. Oh. He thinks I'm dumber than Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I think we all are. Well, maybe. How do you know that guy's smart? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I, know. I think it's just a computer. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, when a guy's that smart, he could be really dumb. You know what I mean? Like, nobody understands him, so what's the point? Could be an edge. Everybody might listen to you. What? Everybody might start listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I... Yeah, if if I'm mute and talking on a computer... Maybe they'll think I'm smart, like Stephen Hawking. Just because, yeah. oh yes, like that's what you're saying. That guy's it took smart me that enough long. to talk through a computer. What that was was you guys getting it way before me, and me just getting it at the very end. Did you notice that? Light Welcome ball? aboard. Thank you guys. Light the leverage. Zoom moves. Uh, by the way, unless your kids are third or fourth year university age or older, they are not millennials. They are Gen Zs. First and second year students or younger are not millennials. Last year, I surveyed 20,000 of them in my day job, and this entitled bubble wrap, self-absorbed generation <laughs> is different than Gen Zs, who are more likely to have been raised by the forgotten generation, a.k.a. the Generation Xers, which is us, or most of us, who uh, are all fucking forgotten. You know, they, they call these guys the Generation Zs. You know what they called the Millennials? The Ys. And then they called them the Millennials. They called us the Xs, and then we didn't get a fucking name. It has kept us the X's. What Nothing. Do we, what do we call our kids? Our kids are the Z's. Are we the Z's? Our kids are the Z's. Are the Z? Are Generation Z's? Until they uh, or Z's in Canada, but they, but but until they 
until they get their own identity, and then they'll be named something else like the tech generation or the, you know, the Mars generation or whatever they call them, you know? Yeah, that's more appropriate. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it says, uh, bu- bu- they're running out of letters. Bubble wrapped. <laughs> they're getting the best. To but the Jay's <laughs> saying the generation the distracted, X. Was, di- the, the, the distracted generation. <laughs> yes. yeah. He says the generation Xers are the best generation ever that brought to you Google, Amazon, YouTube, Twitter, and perhaps more importantly, live from the Dutch Hall. Oh. These slackers, which is us, I think? No, 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 no the, the millennials. These slackers are more likely to have have instilled things like work ethic, uh, respect, and playing outside into their children than enabling the seller generation before them, the boomers. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. The boomers that said uh, yes to more debt, more boats, more cars, more cottages, and any other previous generation that led us to our cur- current clusterfuck economy. It's no wonder the millennials never want out of their parents' house. Why would they? <laughs> it's a great house. Nice house. Gen sorry. Zs have grown up in a recession and have, from the perspective of things, only uh, going to get better where the millennials are still obsessed with work-life balance and the jobs they can't find. Now, if you excuse me, I'm heading out for one last time to the woods to see if I can find that porn stash. <laughs> it's got to be out there someplace. Yeah, that's true. We're woods, the last generation. Woods porn. Woods porn. Well, they should call us instead of Generation X, Generation uh, woods, porn. woods porn. That's awesome. Because that makes sense. We're the last generation to have woods porn. That's right. <laughs> you know, I put my ashtray so far away, and I always forget my cigarettes. <laughs> Anyways, Jacobs, that was very long. But Super also cool. very informed. Hey, nice shot. And uh, I, uh, I'm i going to give you Listener of the Week, buddy. Oh, Jacobs. Oh, yeah, you're the Listener of the Week. This is your week. If I, have, if I have time to boo you in the middle of the jingle, you fuck that jingle up. No, I got, week, I'm okay. Jay I got Kips. lots of it. <laughs> This is, yeah, Jacob's really on a straight Way to go, Jacob's. But it was good feedback. It really was. I was talking about smoking a little bit. You know, I've, uh, because of my upcoming throat surgery, I have to quit smoking. And, uh, and, uh, I love smoking. I'll just tell you that right now. I love it. Uh, I enjoy it. I went through not smoking long enough to get my life insurance. And then I was able to smoke all I wanted to. They just said, in the last year, have you smoked? And I did not. On, on air, so I get my life insurance, right? But then after that point, smoke them if you got them, right? There you go. <laughs> that's how you Take fuck that. the insurance company over, right? Fuck them. I, I think that's how it works. <laughs> so that's what my theory was. Turned out badly for me. They tell me I have to quit. Turns out it's bad for you. Oh. Yeah. They've been holding out on us, Paul, all these years. <laughs> Turns out it's bad for you. I got to quit. If only I, there was some way of warning you. Yeah, I know. They put all those funny pictures on the package, but they... <laughs> I, was, I wasn't able to look past the stupid captions I was coming up with in my head. Well, you cut voice bubbles and stuff off of cancer patients. Wow. It's not good. <laughs> no. No. Because I'm, it, what happens is if you keep showing us the horrible things on a cigarette pack all the time, then you're going to get immune to it. And then you start to make fun of it, right? Yeah. You should, they should be a little bit more delicate about it, like say things that are going to make you feel more. Right. You club you in the head and then you become immune to it. It's like violent video games or anything like that. You know, you just become callous to the violence. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> That's right. Same thing. It's like a cigarette pack. She's like, who gives a fuck? Like, I just got my last. Like, I promised I wasn't going to buy cigarettes. 
And I went to a party last night, so I was like, I'm going to buy these cigarettes. I went to Yuck Yuck's Christmas party. I said, I'm going to buy these cigarettes. So then I uh, I get them, and I get the one with the the, the uh, crib on it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, my perfect. That I'm not pregnant. <laughs> nope. So I, these ones aren't going to hurt me at all. And then, uh, <laughs> and but it's like a sign. It's like, this is going to be a good pack. It's, it's <laughs> like uh, not a bad one. If they give me the guy with like that's dying, but he looks kind of like me. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck, this is a bad pack. Man, right? Yeah, that guy getting hugged by a man in a muscle shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sun's out, guns out. That one always bothers me. Yeah, I don't like that one, and I don't like the uh, the rotten mouth one. No, I don't like that one either. One with the tongue with all the sores on it. It's awful. Like that guy should have got the fucking message. <laughs> <laughs> Way before we got to that point, you know. <laughs> but anyways, I'm still on the point of time where I never thought I'd have a problem quitting smoking, but I do. I have a problem with it. I have a big problem with it. <laughs> and uh, um, and I thought to it, like I was reading a weird fact. Um, it was online. It said people get more throat cancer from eating pussy mm-hmm. than they do from smoking. Oh, I'm fucking doomed. <laughs> but I went to uh I went I went to the doctor and they asked me about uh they asked me about smoking in my appointment. But they never asked me about eating pussy at all. That's so surprising. They never asked it once. They told me smoking's really bad, don't do it. You gotta quit right away and you gotta stop doing it for the, you can't do it through after surgery at all. But you can eat pussy? Can you do that? But he told me I could eat all the pussy I wanted. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm like, well, I think he's got to bring it up, at least in conversation. More people are dying from it. And I don't understand is that people dying from eating the pussy, like uh, too much pussy. You know what I mean? I think it's the wrong pussy. But it, or is it the wrong pussy? Yeah, you think it's the wrong pussy. Yeah. So it's not like saying, like, cut, <laughs> cut back on your pussy eating. It's the, be more selective. It's like be more selective. You have to know which pussies you're eating. Oh, someone told me a story one time where a guy claimed he got throat cancer from eating pussy like 20 years ago. Wasn't it Michael Douglas? One pussy. One bad one. Oh. Is that what it is? Did the pussy smoke? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the pussy Didn't must have smoked. Smoke. Like, was she a smoker? Yeah, that's, that's the only explanation, Brian. Come on. That's the only explanation I can think of. Did she have a cigar in there? <laughs> a dip cigar? Cigars are just as bad, yeah. I think so. Paul, <laughs> Jamie's line was good, and then you squashed it with another Can- one. Cancer in your pussy. <laughs> there you go. Paul. Get back up slowly. Anyways, what was, that, what was I talking about? We were saying uh, we have a guest here today from all the way. He was an ex. He's an ex uh, patriot of Canada that left our country 17 years ago. Is that right, Rich? Yep. Yep. 17 years ago, and comes back and and uh, came back for the Christmas season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have new children. I do. I do. They, they get to see never, the snow for the first time. They've never seen the snow, and they, they were absolutely having a riot. It was day after we showed up, the snow started flying, and uh, they've just been diving into it ever since. It's an absolute magic show. Yeah, you showed me the pictures on your phone of like the creation they made in the yard. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're real creators. Yeah, yeah. It certainly didn't take them long to all of a sudden see, see the, like, that this is an opportunity, the snow, you know? Absolutely. They're That's having the a blast. I'm having a blast. It's great to watch them uh, smash the season. And, uh, yeah, Christmas in a couple of days, and it's 
I don't care how much bad weather you've got as far as warm weather. I think we're going to have a white Christmas and uh, yeah, yeah. smashing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, it's gonna be, should be kind of nice, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah here you guys haven't had a great, uh, good, um, you know, white Christmas for a couple of years. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been good. Yeah, we had a bit of a, you know, a bit of a sh- it seems shitty for a bit because we got that ice on top of the snow now. But your kids even managed to make that into something yeah. creative. They, to be able to take the, because right now we had a big snowfall, then we had a crust of freezing rain, so now we have a big crust of ice. So if you knock that crust off, you got packing snow underneath of it. Yep, and they've worked that out. They've they've broken off these big discs and they've built these uh, pathways through the whole backyard and lined them with these big discs <laughs> of snow on the edges and just something innate in a kid that's never seen snow before just knows to go and do that. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, that's no, crazy. creativity is uh, there's there's no end to it with the kiddies, is there? Yeah, yeah. it's magic. So no. what do you miss most about Canada? Being uh, away from it. Uh, I think probably this really um i think uh i uh, i put it i put it toward uh everybody in australia i think uh the idea of uh shooting the shit yeah um uh just doesn't compute with most people so uh yeah um the idea of being able to sit around and just kind of progressively uh have a chat about um nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and be able to just be able to spend a whole night doing that uh, does i it, really miss that they don't do it there they yeah, don't sit yeah. around shooting the breeze. Look, um, I think uh, I've I've developed a, a small group of people who have the ability, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, look, uh, it is it is something that is a unique feature um, amongst uh, rural Canadians for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, in you know I've 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 developed that joy with just a small bunch of people, but uh, I, I've found since having been home, even you know after ten years, uh, definitely find that. Um, a real easy feature to reinvigorate for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely magic. Yeah. Now, so you, you've developed a lot, a lot, a lot of phrases and timing and uh, and like cadence of the Australian accent. But in Australia, you would come across as being Canadian as hell, right? Yeah, absolutely. They would see through even this accent that you have <laughs> as being very Canadian. Yes. And yeah. and that, and it's been adjusted that much, you know. I, I never I don't know if what would I would do if I had ever spent a long period of time if I could get through my own stubbornness and just continue to talk full on Norfolk mm-hmm. county accent and never never uh, uh, stray from it you know what I mean no matter where I go in the world or what I do or would I bend would I would I mouth like is there two types of people what do you think oh I think uh I think given a bit of time, I think there's probably no you have to adapt or die, right? Oh, look, I just don't. I just think you'll you'll um, when you stop listening to what's around you. I think you know, you'll you'll just, I suppose, meld accordingly. When you stop hearing your own accent from your own surroundings, right? You become numb to it, and uh, and then everything else around you starts sounding really normal to you. So an Australian accent has just become completely normal to me, and I'll pick an I'll pick an a North American accent, Canadian or or uh, you know U.S. Uh, you know sounds like a loud beacon. It's oh like yeah. A, oh, absolutely. It's kind of so, like a, you can they let your guard down a little bit, or, oh, or or just like you get like a familiar sound of home or just something. Just a familiar sound, yeah. Like uh, you know, they never let your guard down, and I don't think my character will ever change. But uh, yeah, look, it's just uh, it's magic, you know. You you just pick up on it really, really quickly. Yeah. And uh, I have to admit, coming through a Vancouver airport this time, compared yeah. to L.A. airport, 
um, Canadians coming in through the Canadian connection. Um, much uh, a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, more somber. Uh, much. Uh, much more patriotic kind of entry to the country than it is, um, you know, coming from the other direction. I've, I'm, I'm used to coming through LA, and I understand, uh, you know, it's just cultural. Um, that they're but, tougher uh, on the Australians. Oh, look, just I think it's just culturally just a little bit loud whenever you come into an LA airport. Mm. Um, so yeah, so it's just, um, you know, no, yeah, no, no, no offense to you know that that part of the world. That's their normal thing or whatever. But uh. But uh, it's just uh, it's just a little bit. BC would uh, be a lot more chill. Well, yeah. it's busier, a little bit louder, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, look. Um, so it's it's really nice coming into uh, you know the the you know the the Vancouver and uh, and just just a a much more patriotic kind of way to entry the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, it was magic. Yeah, yeah. That's and then you flew from there to Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was great. Did great. you have a layover in BC? Yeah, for about three hours. So we got to look at the mountains with the kitties and everything. Oh, so cool. they, were, they were looking out the windows for the whole times and yeah, yeah. just going crazy. So we spent, you know, months before that writing all these lists and everything of all the things that we're going to look at when we get to Canada and all the, all the animals and everything that we're going to have a look at it and everything. So uh, the kitties, uh, you know, they, you know, they're, uh, they're, they are as about as Canadian as they come. They're just done more research than i can remember ever doing oh, when really? i was that age yeah you know they're, they're oh with wonderful. the internet now eh? they got yeah, everything so, out there yeah no right? everything you want to know they, they just know it so we had like a whole wall full of lists of all the things that they wanted to see and everything and they've you know half halfway satisfied all that stuff so oh, shit's falling yeah, apart, it's man. magic <laughs> sorry man <laughs> yeah no well it's great to have you in. I, yeah. I actually we got some listens from you and, and out of australia too before you came here too yeah right? so Absolutely. you wish you have a listener coming all the way from australia to be in our studio audience awesome. so we really appreciate you having here <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. this is a real thing a person that listening like a real a guy from australia listens in australia came here yeah. right so but he happens to be from Norfolk County. <laughs> it still works. It doesn't matter. That counts. It fucking counts. No, it's magic. No, look, there's nothing more live than being here, seriously. Yeah. Like, uh, I've been driving through. Oh, I was telling Barney when I was walking through everything or driving through all of uh, all of this space and everything. It's, uh, you know, there's memory lane like you wouldn't believe. You know, there's nothing like uh, this space. And, and you see it. <laughs> You see it as you're as you're driving through it after being here for ten years. Yeah, we were so. driving here, and he was like, "Isn't that where you put your car in the ditch?" <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Yeah, man, right there. That's, That's where right. I put my car in the ditch." That's right. And yeah, Barney and I, you know, we used to we used to you know fill fill. You know, there's one thing uh, I'll, I'll share is uh, you know I won't even I won't even say where, but uh, we used to uh, fill my sister's car full of apples um, and then drive through the county throwing apples at. At street signs, <laughs> and uh, I'm not kidding. We couldn't even, you know, if you took your foot off the gas pedal, you couldn't get it back on the gas pedal. There were so many, so, yeah, so many apples in the car. Like we'd be up to our waist in apples. So uh, yeah, it was good fun. Uh, the things you yeah. do when you uh, have to entertain yourself yeah. when you live uh, in the country. Yeah. We, uh, Absolutely. We set the car into into uh, drive and then walked beside it and primed yep. apple trees yep. and <laughs> threw them in the window to fill up the car and then jumped in and then drove around and yeah. Hit every possible sign, mailbox, whatever. Yeah. Before, yeah, before I was a uh, before victimless crime, just vandalism. Victimless crime, yeah, yeah. We stole apples and then drove around and caused chaos. Yeah, no, it was fun. This is, uh, when it was I had fun. a car and I didn't have a license, so we would we would just drive around yelling out our window at people <laughs> and different things. Like if you'd see a guy, an older guy riding a bicycle, you just go like. Uh, Nice sorry bike. About, sorry about your DUI. <laughs> right? You, <yell> that out. <laughs> yeah. you know, and a lot of girls, it would be like, uh, 
And then pushing a carriage, and we were like, where's the father? You know, he'd say stuff like that. It was just really funny to us. And then we'd also yell, one of our favorites was yellow blow me. we just yell, blow me. And I remember taking the Mexican guys that worked on our farm to town. And it was like, hey, Zeus, remember hey, Zeus? Yeah, yeah, hey, Zeus. He was like a parrot. He wanted to learn English, but you'd only teach him the bad stuff, right? So we just got him to yell, blow me out the window, and people. <laughs> and then we would laugh. He didn't know what he was saying, eh? Blow me, senor. <laughs> yeah. awful. That is awful, but it was fun as hell. Like you can't like imagine being like 17 and you're just like getting these guys to do your bidding, your minions, eh? Just get some Mexican. And the one guy spoke English. He was just laughing beside me too, eh? Because he knew what he was getting him to say, or what I was getting him to say. But they did the same thing to me. Pinocho Peludo, Pussy Bald, <laughs> right? This is what they kept t- teaching me, Pinocho. Or, uh, it means puss- it means bald pussy, right? <laughs> they, they would teach me all the dirty words to the Mexican guys. That's how it went. Barney, I forgot to, I have to start doing a better job of doing this. People come in to uh, visit live from the Dutch Hall to be in our studio audience, and many of them give us gifts. And this is the Christmas season, so our, our good friend and substitute bartender, uh, Jamie Barham, brought us in a bottle of whiskey from the uh, Trailer Park Boys. And uh, they have a bottle of whiskey, so we wanted to thank uh, Barney for that. We've been sipping on it the whole time. It tastes pretty good. Hey, Paul, how's it mint match with your... Yeah, it's good. Yeah, nothing wrong with it at all. It's good. So trailer Park P in there. We're trailer good. Park P. No one's turned full Ricky, Mr. Ray. Ray yet. Yeah. yeah. We're okay. This is kind of like a Julian blend. It's something you can... <laughs> it's, it wasn't too bad. Richie drank it straight up, so he said it didn't taste too bad. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Richie um, might be taking off his shirt right now. <laughs> yeah, he might be. Yeah. He's trying to swim in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know what happened to Richie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to check my, I'm going to check my list here. Um, throat cancer from eating pussy. We talked about it. And I'm saying, you know why the doctor never brought up throat cancer from eating pussy? Uh, because you're never going to quit it. And he can't ask you to quit it. It was a female doctor. No, it was a male doctor. Yeah. But the male doctor, he's not going to say... You get an opportunity to eat a pussy, you're not going to eat it. You can either you can either stop eating pussy or stop smoking. <laughs> yeah. He didn't give you the option. He didn't give me the option. He told me, you got to quit smoking because no one's going to give up eating pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to do that. Anyways, uh, I wanted to talk. As we're, as we're, uh, I went to a, a Yuck Yuck's Christmas party yesterday. I just want to talk about this quick story to end the show. And uh, I'll tell you the long, the, the long and short of it was it was a great Christmas party, and uh, we had a good time. A lot of the old friends of the show were there, like people that had been on the show before, and we and uh, we had a good time. One of the things that I was really surprised on, which I'm going to tell the story about, was that there was a brouhaha. There was a bit of a oh. of a of an actual physical altercation, almost between two of the comics. Oh, a good bird. A kerfuffle, yes. And uh, we were, I was in the smoking area and standing beside this one, the one fella. And I'll, I'll tell you the history. There was like a lot of chirping on social media between uh, our good friend Matt Ferguson, friend of the show, and this other comic, Eric Johnson. And uh, they were going back and forth. And their, uh, Johnson was blocking fur. He likes to chirp a lot of people, right? And uh, so I, I just thought it was like typical Ferg messing around with the internet kind of thing. And, uh, then they went and they got on uh, Todd Shapiro's show. He's on Sirius XM. Mm. Uh, and uh, 
they caught one of the the, the uh, beef, and then uh, someone saw Ferg in the contest that he won. The, uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, asked him to be on the show, and did in this chirp off thing that they did, right? And apparently, uh, Ferg won the the uh, the roast battle. Nice. And it was a it was pretty good. He told me some of the jokes that he wrote, and I think the other guy did pretty good too, actually. And uh, and uh, does any of that exist online? I'm supposed to be getting a copy of it. Oh. I'm supposed to be getting a copy of it, so I know what it exists. So I'm. And they said they'd send it to me. So awesome. I am expecting to see it and share it when we can. The the, the roast battle. Awesome. But I was like, great jokes, and uh, went really well. Everyone was really happy with how the the roast went. So I thought it was just like great jokes, and that these guys were just kind of like doing it for like the sport, like wrestling, you know, like they were just like chirping each other to get like the good the you know the, the Wait, heat between the wrestling's two. Wrestling's not real. Huh? Wrestling's not real? No, it's not. It's sports <laughs> entertainment now. It stopped being real a few years back. <laughs> Donald Trump ruined that. Yeah, Donald Trump. <laughs> I think it was Obama. Maybe. I don't know. No way. No, he, he, he can do no wrong. He didn't ruin wrestling. No. Nope. He was, I don't well, know. Well, he was never on it. He was never on wrestling? Trump was. He took a stunner. <laughs> That's right. Trump took a Stone Cold Steve Austin stunner. I saw it on WrestleMania. <laughs> And they shaved Vince McMahon's head. I saw that whole match. Man. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Against, I don't remember actually who it was, but then whoever won, that Donald Trump versus Vin, uh, Trump shaved Vince McMahon's head. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin stunned Trump. <laughs> really? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. You can watch it, it on YouTube, but it really happened. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. I know that's the president. <laughs> Great job, U.S. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that was a good choice. That was a surprise. I didn't. I didn't see. You know, whatever. Watch this space. <laughs> I guess you're gonna do it. So, um, what was I saying? Oh, this fight. So then, uh, anyways, there was a big. So I thought it was just a, a a joke. Like I thought it was like for the jokes, you know. But anyways, I'm in. The, I'm 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 sitting having a cigarette beside Eric Johnson, and all of a sudden, Ferb comes marching out. And gets right in his face, in his in his cage, you know. Gets right into his cage, you know, and says like uh, stuff like it's uh, now you're not so tough when it's real, you know, when it's real, Whoa. you know, it's not so tough. And he's like right in his face, you know. His anchor's right. At there. one point in time, he uh, swats the guy's drink out of the way, and uh, oh. I get splashed by the drink. I'm front row seats, you know, like I'm front row <laughs> seats to this real wrestling thing. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if this is still a work, you know, like if it's still, it's perfect for comedy, right? To get a battle like this, right? A real feud. That's right. Where people have real animosity and then you put them on stage and have them go at each other in like, in the form of jokes, killing each other. That's right. The people, that's something people want to see. It's wrestling meets comedy. It's wrestling meets comedy. It's a perfect, it's a perfect mesh of the two. It's exactly what you need. To get something promoted is to have right. some sort of beef. So Good versus evil. It's right. Timeless. We tried it with the Barbie girls, but then it turned out they were too nice. <laughs> we kept feeling bad. That we didn't want to hurt their feelings. They sent presents. They sent presents. They, they visited. Yeah. They did all kinds of nice things They're for us. They're all right. They gave us shot glasses. <laughs> Come on. They're, they're not, we don't even consider them a sponsor. They gave us almost as much stuff as Clean Flow. I don't know about that. No, not Clean Flow. They're the best. They are the best. And that is a great floor mat, too, by the way. Thanks, Clean Flow. 
Clean Flow did not send us that floor mat. Oh, well, they they could have. <laughs> they could have, but that was actually the staff in my wife's office. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. My wife's staff at her office gave me a Christmas present, which was a live from the Dutch Hall floor mat. That's oh, crazy. Which now adorns our front step. Is It's it's uh, perfect, right? Oh, it's great. I yeah. just assumed it was Clean Flow because it was so awesome. Yeah, no, no. It was a really nice touching gift from the staff. From, uh, of the staff at Norfolk Family Eye Care. We should give them a shout out. It's really nice. They should get a free plug for that, right? Sure. Yeah. The staff at Norfolk Family Eye Care, I think they're second to none. Go and visit them at uh, either locations in uh, Simcoe or Port Dover. That's right. They'll take great care of you. Best, uh, best eye care facility in, uh, well, I think the world. <laughs> really. For sure. <laughs> Prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. <laughs> Find a better eye care facility and I'll uh, promote them. And I'll tell Norfolk Family I care to go fuck themselves. Oh. <laughs> right? But to this point, they're the best in the world. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. So, uh, you know what, guys? Uh, you want to do a couple weird facts? Sure. We'll do that. So we go on, uh, sometimes we find these weird facts online. Sometimes. I can find them on. weird. One time. Okay. Two times. So weird. Balloons used to be made from from animal intestines. Mmm. Yes. They now gro- they just pack sausage in them. <laughs> yes. That's right. They're a lot grosser than Smells a lot more like poop. A grande cup of coffee from Starbucks has just as much caffeine as a Red Bull. Sure. That makes sense, right? It's not even that weird. He sucked today. Chickens have to look up to swallow the stupid fuckers. <laughs> Straightens their throat out. Yeah. So they can drop in. Dummies. Chicken. President Rutherford B. B. Hayes. Remember him? Sure, man. He had the telephone number of one. Oh. Yeah, the very first guy. The Irish were the first slaves of North America. Agree. Yeah, the very first ones, eh? They brought them over before they realized they could get natives and stuff. (laughs) They didn't know they were already over here, right? Eagles can swim for a short duration. That's not even weird. He's all sucked today. Oh, schizophrenics are the only people who can tickle themselves. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That is funny. They only had a... A nine-year-old girl once sued Cracker Jacks because there was no prize in her box. <laughs> How many wrong things is that in a sentence to say? Oh, I don't even know where to start on that. <laughs> Texas makes as much money as Russia does per year. Texas. Just Texas. Yeah. People who eat uh, regularly eat chocolate are thinner than those who don't. Uh, take, uh, Augustus Gloop. He gets a bad reputation. <laughs> Ants will commit suicide to save their colony by self-denotation. 
does that mean? I have no idea. What's denotation? Detonation. Detonation. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Ah, yeah. you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Detonation. <laughs> Self-detonation. Self-detonation. Yeah, thank you. Blow themselves up. I, mean, the, the, like, I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> How does an ant blow itself up? I don't know. He must have a, a, a self-destruct button on an ant. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know on males when one testicle hangs lower than the other? Yes. You know what that's for? What's that for? Does that happen with you, Paul? Yes. It allows uh, room for, for the other allows for comfort. when you yeah. sit. Oh, jolly, jolly. So when you sit down, instead of your balls pushing against each other, they get offset, and then they go in one in line, single oh, file. I got how, is that, how is that not apparent? I don't know, but I never would think of it. <laughs> Did you know that? Yes. You were just like, oh, I know I have one ball lower because it helps me when I sit. I, I never thought of it. I Did should, you think of it? I should get a sitting job. <laughs> you should. The cigarette, the temperature of the cigarette uh, smoke enters your body is at 752 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. And that's not good for you? <laughs> what end are they eating? <laughs> Throw in some formaldehyde, would you? Uh, one more, one more. The world's fir- fifth oldest tree was burnt down by a meth junkie. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of does um, fit, you know? It's fitting that that's what ruins our world. It's just like <laughs> a meth addict. <laughs> just a meth addict saying he's sorry. <laughs> kind of seems like what we have uh, to look forward to in 2017. <laughs> I'm sure there was a, a meth head to his madness. <laughs> That's the end, Steve. <laughs> and it's over. A meth head to his madness. Well, thank you everyone for listening. It's been another. Sh- it's been another show. <laughs> I've been your host, Peter sure Dyke. You can always give us feedback if you'd like to. You can give us feedback at gmail.com, uh, live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, anything Where? else that create for me to have to put. Homing pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, just by, by mouth, people have done that too. Yeah. Talk to us. I know one guy said the show needs to be longer. He just said that by mouth and people that saying that they're mad at the facebook thing but we can't hold a, sh- a thing up for the whole show we can't right mm-hmm. well we could but we're not, be, we're not gonna no we're not going to my wife's poor arms just gopro yourself but anyways give us a feedback tell your friend <laughs> otherwise we will see you nt see you next thursday Happy New Year. Stuff. When is New Year's? We talked about dicks for a long we, time. We-